Hello, everyone. You're listening to The Conscious Capitalist. My name is Sidney Wayman, here to uh, share some, hopefully, uh, valuable information with you. I have a guest today. It's Dr. Kasad Yahoo Zababel, a assistant professor of finance at City, Uni- City University of New York's Megarivers College School of Business and the Department of Economics and Finance. He's here to talk with us about a couple of things. As you may know, from the last uh, show we did, uh, I was rather upset uh, about a study that had been done by um, some so-called uh, black intelligentsia um, who uh, had come out and basically said that uh, supporting black businesses, um, what, supporting black businesses, I have it written down here, supporting black businesses, greater uh, educational attainment, um, Financial literacy. Financial literacy, black family issues, and all home this other purchases. Stuff, home purchases, entrepreneurship. Like, they came out and wrote a study that said, you know, um, none of that. They were all myths when it comes to, when it comes to uh, um, eliminating the gap in, in household wealth between blacks and whites. And I was, I was rather upset because if you know me, I'm a strong proponent of black economic development, supporting black businesses, um, investing in real estate, doing all the things that they say were myths. So, um, you know, uh, Dr. Zababel is a good friend of mine and colleague, and uh, he's, you know, someone I, uh, whose opinion and, and, and uh, I, I take very seriously. So I shared, the, uh, I shared the report with him, and my man came back with, like, hey, I agree. And it kind of like, you know, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what? So, so, so we started uh, talking, and, and, and then, you know, he did, you know, these, these, uh, these uh, professors, these uh, doctors, um, start nuancing things. And he said, well, you know, let's look at it. A myth is uh, something that in and of itself can't achieve an end goal. And I'm like, hmm, okay. So they said it's a myth to say that these things individually could eliminate the gap. And that's when I said, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the mistake, eliminating the gap. And then I said, okay, so now they're playing mind games with us because, you know, everybody knows you can't eliminate the gap, particularly the wealth gap, because to eliminate the gap, You'd have to earn a return that exceeds the return that the people who you're trying to eliminate the gap with makes, right? So, so it's not an issue about eliminating the gap. You know, it's about narrowing the gap or even just improving black wealth. And so um, I asked my good brother to come in and, you know, we could have a discussion about this because um, <clears throat> he's, uh, he has some interesting insights on these issues. So, uh, Dr. Zarbabel, thank you so much for showing up today. Hope you're well. Um, he's uh, scrolling through the article. I'm sure he's probably made some points that he wants to. Yeah, make. no, I'm uh, I'm happy to be there. It's uh, my first time in the studio with you, so I'm looking forward to uh, a valuable uh, discussion. Um, one thing I might say, just to preface for our audience, so as uh, you mentioned, uh, we've discussed this a little bit offline, and just so that they can follow the conversation in the time we have, I might want to make it really clear to any listeners that we're actually talking about two topics, which we might do one at a time. First, the article in front of us about the black wealth gap. Uh, what's correct about the article? What's incorrect about the article? Maybe a separate but, but related topic is what is the duty of a black economist or the black economist as a group to black people and to black um, economic outcomes. And, right. And, and then, you know, what's the duty of black folk to, 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 to the group, but right. specifically about black economics? Right. Because, all right, so, so where do you want to start? Uh, I'd like to start with the article. Okay. And, and hold maybe what their duty is aside, and then okay. we can go in on, so what's the point? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the article. 
So, so the article first. Uh, let me let me read the title. What we get wrong about closing the racial gap, and uh, the lead faculty on this uh, senior faculty is uh, William Darity Jr., very well known black economist down at uh, Duke slash UNC. Uh, actually, a mentor to my father. Um, not that that's going to influence uh, what I think about the article. Uh, the article came out uh, last month, April 2018, so it's really recent and contemporary. So all the data is up to date in the article. As Sydney mentioned, the article is uh, asserting that there are 10 commonly held myths about addressing the racial wealth divide. So maybe we should uh, explain the racial wealth divide. Well, all right. So wealth divide or gap? Gap. We, we let's, need, let's we, say gap. Okay. We, we need to be very clear okay. on this. Okay. Let's say gap. Because, you know, all right, the yeah. gap. Yeah. The gap. So, all right. So the gap. T- what, what, tell me something about the gap. So, so the gap is the fact that there is an enormous and significant difference between black median wealth and white median wealth. Not to say that there aren't black wealthy individuals. Not to say that there aren't impoverished white individuals, but if you look at the two groups in aggregate, not on income, which some people think about, how much you make an hour, how much you make a year, but wealth, how much you have stacked away or invested in various assets, there's a huge difference between median white wealth and median black wealth. And that's been so for a while. Well, I mean, but, but all right, so... so It's been growing, actually. All right, so, so, so there's this gap, and these are these, these academics... Um, wrote an article, wasted time writing an article to tell us that uh, supporting black businesses, banking black, uh, buying real estate or whatever will not close the gap. And let me give you their background because there's there's a, a previous conversation that's been going on in academia that they are responding to, which people maybe outside of the economic circles might not be aware of and not know where this article is coming from. Okay. So historically, um, you could say since we got out of slavery, since we migrated out the South, since we got the the right to vote, civil rights, there's been an ongoing um, agenda, if you will, an ongoing perception amongst white academics, among white politicians that the reason why the gap in wealth between whites and blacks continues is because blacks are not being responsible. All right, is it that the reason are they are are they saying the reason that the gap continues or the reason that the gap doesn't narrow or the reason that black wealth has shown no significant increase over that same time period? All of the above are okay. statements coming out of white politics, white academics, um white finance. Um, So if you want to sum it up, and the article does sum it up, there is a lack of responsibility on on the black part, and there is something that blacks as a group need to do in order to address the gap. That's been the backstory. Okay, so so, that's that's half the backstory. All right, what's the other half? So the other half is blacks in response in academic circles, such as William Darity, want to point out the cause of the wealth gap. And the cause of the wealth gap is not um, something that blacks are or are not doing. The cause of the wealth gap is that blacks were brought here to generate white wealth. Okay, okay, all right. So the point of the article is that the wealth gap is caused and persisted by structural inequality. And for the white structure 
to say, we don't want to change our structure. We don't need to change our structure. The only thing that needs to change is black behavior is to dodge responsibility from the white structure that's created and maintained the wealth gap. But unfortunately, that 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 also to 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 take the side of these black academics who are addressing this white uh, explanation or whatever um, to, to take their side also does the same thing or 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 also relieves blacks of a responsibility to do anything. Right. No, I, I think you're misunderstanding what their point is. So their point is that it is incorrect to say that the structure can stay in place and does not have any responsibility to change. And the only group that has any responsibility to change are blacks themselves. All right. So hypothetically speaking, if 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 we look at blacks and we say on average, blacks do not invest in stocks and bonds. OK, okay. let's say and, and, and we can pretty much say that. These numbers, we can pretty much say that, by and large, a significant number of blacks do not invest in stocks and bonds. The majority don't. Okay, all right. The so, majority don't have wealth. You don't need wealth in the sense that you're saying have wealth in order to invest in stocks and bonds. Well, wealth just means, you know, you have a dollar. A dollar could be wealth. Right, right. Know. So most don't have wealth, but most could. You know, would you agree that um, a significant number of black folks could save up $500. Sure. Okay. And one could start an investment account with $500. Sure. Okay. So um, so what blacks could do if they were to take $500 and invest, and if we apply the expected returns <laughs> that people generally get from stock market uh, investments, and let's say we use the average that has been calculated of, I don't know, 10%, 12% average annual return, then by these black folks starting this investment account, then they would see their wealth increase over time. That's all true, but well, this wait, is changing the topic of the article. Well, wait a minute. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Because you were saying that I, I, I thought one of the last things you said was that we couldn't expect a change in black behavior to impact the gap. Or no, not expect. We cannot say when it comes to addressing the gap, you have to ask who and what is responsible for the gap, who and what is responsible for removing the gap. That's the article's question. All right, and the article's point is that the historical statement has been blacks are responsible for removing the gap. Well, well all right. So, so we both agree that well, all right, so now let's step back a bit, right? Would you would you agree with the statement that the gap cannot be eliminated? Not without a change in the structure that created and maintains the gap. Even if we altered the structure and even what did you say not without the gap will not be removed unless the structure that created the gap originally and continues to maintain the gap changes. But all right, so the structure that created the gap was enslavement, use of black labor to create all this white redlining, wealth. Redlining. Redlining, all these things. All historical discrimination, <coughs> okay. crack in the neighborhood. Right. All There's right. a large structure that's designed to, to create and maintain and actually the grow the gap. Right. right. Well, all right. But see, I guess my, my question would be when you look at the fact that there are a lot of things that black folks don't do, like black folks don't invest. Black folks don't buy homes. All of these, t a lot of the 10 things on this list that they call myths, 
if black folks were to change their behavior along those lines, they could see their personal wealth increase. This is all true, but that would deny the obvious that the reason why blacks don't do some of these things is because of the structure that created the wealth gap. No, that's untrue, though, because how can you say that the structure that created the wealth gap is also the structure or prevents blacks from now altering their behavior and instead of buying the Nikes, you know, put the money aside and buy stock in Nike? Have Um, you ever been to a public school in the hood or have you ever listened to a rap album where the A&R is a Jewish white guy telling them what to rap about? And maintaining I, the mentality. But, but, but all right, so... Now, That's part of the structure, too. Right, but see, well, then, then part of the structure is black folk not stepping up and thinking for themselves. All right, so part of the structure is that they have some kind of control over what black folks are thinking and how they're thinking. That's not obvious? All right. <laughs> all right, but l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How is it so, so, so basically what you and these other academics are suggesting is that the structure of these Negroes listening to and following what someone else is telling them to think, right, can only be changed by these white folks who are telling Negroes what and how to think. Negroes cannot wake up and say, okay, what we need to do is change our behavior and maybe recognize, personally, I don't think you could, you could eliminate the gap. I don't think there's anything, you, because they have such a huge head start, and sure. and and they are not going to stop investing, so they will always maintain. I, I liken it to like a race, right? Um, I give you a head start, right? But neither one of us can run faster than 20 miles an hour. That's, you know, that's the limit. We can only run 20 miles an hour, right? right? You're given a head start. I'll never catch you unless you can't run 20 miles an hour and I can. Sure. Right. But if you can run 20 miles an hour and I can run 20 miles an hour, I'll never catch you because you've had to head start. That's the same with the wealth. Unless I can generate returns that exceed what you're generating. So just holding the article's content alone, you would then agree that the 10 statements there are things like greater financial literacy, home purchasing, educational attainment. You would agree that given the head start and the structural inequality that's been historic. I would agree, sir. I would agree that this is another example of the intelligentsia playing mind games See, that's people. the second topic that I but told you no, about. No, no, so now well, we're mixing I, them well, again. Wait a minute, hold up. But, but wait a minute. I mean, Once I point what, out what, that uh, the article is actually on the surface correct. That on these the surface not, it is then correct. Then you switch it, topics no, but into, <laughs> no, but they shouldn't have been talking about that. That was a waste of time. It was, wasn't it? I mean... So that's two topics. Well, it might be two topics, but all right. So I'm saying, all right, so they are correct. You cannot eliminate the gap. It it is a myth that black folks starting a business um, or black folks supporting black businesses, black folks supporting black banks, black folks becoming financially literate, black folks investing in real estate. All those things are myths when it comes to thinking that those things will eliminate the gap. Because the reality is nothing can eliminate the gap eliminate the gap unless there's a humongous wealth transfer and we know these white folks aren't transferring their wealth to 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 match so that there's an equality of wealth in this country i'm going to bring you a civil rights uh analogy so during the civil rights uh there were black intelligentsia and black leaders that were educating the populace of all races especially whites on the fact that blacks are not genetically inferior uh justice uh appealing to christian morals 
and these type of things to try to educate the structure on this is wrong and needs to change. Could you see the possibility of Darity and co-authors using this article to address uh, a common outlook that nothing really needs to change dramatically about the structure um, and so we could just point the finger at black people need to change. Well, I don't think, all right, so so I don't, you know, I, I think black folk need to get to a point where they try not to really care about what other people think, right, and need to look at themselves and say, you know, what can we do? What can I do? I agree. That's okay. our third topic. Okay. <laughs> okay. But but you do recognize that, that, that there are many blacks who are highly political, they care a lot about voting. They care a lot about equality. Um, and to realize that the powers that be are focused on blacks need to change and have very little to say about how the structure needs to change, a lot of blacks would see that as a problem. Okay, so I guess my thing would be, you know, um, look, I came of age in the 60s and 70s. I believe in affirmative action. I think blacks should get reparations. Um, uh, I think lots and lots of things should be done to address the inequities that black folks had to deal with in this country, right? I I believe all that stuff, right? I'm also a realist, and I know in this day and age, white folks aren't giving that up. White folks will will not give up reparations. Um, They're fighting hard against affirmative action. Um, so, So despite the fact that I might agree that all these things should be done, there's a basic reality that it's not going to be done, right? Okay. All right, and so given that it's not going to be done, then the question becomes, all right, how can we address our problems? So again, you are an activist that is looking for a solution to black woes. The article is a set of academics in an academic conversation explaining like, that oh, it's yeah. incorrect. We don't have anything to do, so let's write an article about so why it's two incorrect. topics. So if you want to say you don't see the point of academia, that that'd be another well, wait conversation. Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. All right. So so I don't see the point of, you know, knowledge for knowledge's sake, right? Uh well, maybe you know, uh Maslow's theory of self-actualization, you know, I guess once all of our basic needs are satisfied, then maybe we could sit back and, you know, ponder like things that really don't matter. But when you're dealing with issues, right, when you're dealing with issues, w- when you have problems and issues that are affecting a group, um, you know, and, and you know, this W.B. Du Bois, the talent tent, right? Um, it's like, let's take our talent tent, send them out in the world, let them learn everything they need to learn. We keep and, drifting into the second and, topic. And, and have, well, we need to transition to that topic. I mean, you know. Okay, granted, so let me close well, out granted, the first topic then. But, all right, but, but granted, and just let me say this, right? So, you know, I agree with the academics' point that they are myths when it comes to eliminating the gap, but my question becomes what, that's, that's, that's obvious. Let me explain to you why they took the time to explain that. They live in a world where... Their peers of all colors, but including their own color, are miseducated into believing that it's upon the blacks' responsibility to change the gap, and there is no responsibility on the point of the structure that created the gap. And all they're saying is that's a miseducation to say that the structure's hands are clean. But, but th- th- and, and I would agree with that. But it's also a miseducation to think that 
educating someone to the fact that the structure's hands are dirty will do anything because this you know nobody nobody cedes power I mean, the best thing to do would be to ask the authors what was their goal and an intended or hoped outcome of writing. Well, the maybe article. you know you have an end with Darty. I wouldn't mm-hmm. mind having him here. I mean, if he's if he enjoys discussion, you know, uh, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to put words in their mouth. I, I'm <clears throat> explaining to you that there's a world they live in uh, as as economists where they have to continually explain that there's a structural inequality that must also be looked at. Well, you, and but also, but, but look, but looking at that, but. but because you, you, you're almost making Why, me how? think that you believe that um, pointing the finger does nothing. When that's, it does that's nothing. Clearly, a lot of people would argue that a lot has changed over the last 30 years, over the let's last 50 Let's look at, I'm, I'm glad you said what? All right, let's look at what's changed, okay? Let's look at the standard measures of economic well-being, all right? So let's look at black unemployment relative to white unemployment, um, black wages relative to white wages, um, black wealth relative to white wealth. None of those measures of economic well-being have changed over the past 40, 50 years since 1967. Yeah, well, the blacks are coming off of a high post-World War II, you know. But if you do a longer time series, the last 200 years, then, then yeah, a lot has changed. <laughs> but we're not we're not looking at 200 years. We're looking at the last like the the 60s, like 50 Brown versus Board of Education gave us the right to, you know, us an education. The 1960s of the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. Right. So those are the things that changed that should have allowed our condition to change or should have provided the foundation for our condition to change. And since our economically our conditions haven't changed, then you've just shown the point of the article. Let me take one example of what you said. Brown versus Board of Education and the right in education. That, in theory, is supposed to change the structure. And by changing the structure, that's supposed to provide for greater wealth attainment, whether or not it closes the gap for blacks. However, when we look closer at that structural adjustment, while it did provide for an education, it wasn't a proper, healthy education. And so the fact that the structure is still providing a subpar product when it comes to black education, that would continue to perpetuate the wealth gap. And that would be one of the points of the article, is that the structure, like the structure of black education is, is improper. Well, I mean, I guess I would disagree to an extent. I would disagree. Um, I'm not sure that going to, going to school with white folks will make black folks any I didn't brighter. say that. I didn't say you said that. I'm just saying. I'm making a point. I'm just making a point. I wouldn't argue that going to school with white folks will make black folks any, any smarter. As a matter of fact, now, <clears throat> a lot of what I do is anecdotal, and I know people like yourself have issues with anecdotal analysis. You know, it's like everything has to be, you know, what's the standard error of the estimate and the probability and the confidence it's interval. It's helpful when, uh, uh, when engaging interval. with a rhetoric with somebody who disagrees. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, anecdotally, right, so I would make the argument that it was during integration or re- or because of integration that so many, <clears throat> pardon me, of our black schools began to suffer. Um, going to elementary school in the early 60s, right, all black school, um, all black teachers, right, um, they were producing relatively bright kids and on a bell-shaped curve, 
probably the same number of their students were going forward into um, college or whatever, right? Probably not to the levels they should have because of some of that structural stuff that was still happening at a lot of these white institutions. But in terms of an elementary, a public school education preparing students for that, they were doing fairly well. Now, let's look at that. Why is it that black teachers were so much... See, I don't want to say this the wrong way. I don't want people to get the wrong impression of what I'm saying. But why, you know, I've often wondered why that was the case. And what I kind of thought was that, you know what, then in the early 60s, the brightest black folk didn't have many options. Correct. So what did they do? They taught. That was one area that was open to them. So I'm just, you know, anecdotally looking at this and saying, you know, maybe one of the issues was that in the early 60s, our brightest, our brightest were becoming teachers. Okay. And so they were, I mean, and, and, and so because it was our brightest who were filling the halls of these elementary schools and high schools or whatever, right. they were generating a better product. Okay. All right. Um, I forgot the point I was trying to make. but Well, I was picking backing off, off your example of education. I was showing that would be an example of, of a structure um, that – if used correctly by the powers that be. Do you can, consider yourself an economist? Uh, I guess you could say that. Right, I so mean, technically. Technically, you're an economist. On paper. Right. Yeah. So you heard, like, if you get, you know, ask five economists any opinion, you get ten answers. Oh, I've heard them all, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All, right, so. all I'm saying is there is a structure there, um, and the structure has seen moments of change, and I believe it's the hope of the authors of the article we're currently discussing to raise awareness to the needed changes in the structure. Let, let me ask you this. Let me get your opinion on this then, sir. Um, <clears throat> and I'd like you to answer this, given what you might know of these folks, these fellow academicians who wrote the, this paper, right? Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. Um, is there anything black folks could do to help address, deal with the issues they face in terms of limited wealth, high unemployment, well, well yeah, of course there is. Step one to solving a problem, for my logic, is to know where the problem comes from. Well, they, they've identified where it comes from, structural, whatever this thing is. So Let me make sure I understand the question. You're asking me if I believe there's anything blacks can do. But I also want you to, add, to, to put on your, you know, academician's hat, you know. Right. And maybe we should transition into the second part of the conversation. Like, do they have an obligation to help black folks deal with their issues instead of telling us, like, everything we want to do is a myth, if you want to close it So give it me out. the question so I can answer the question. Well, I, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying, so they're saying everything's a myth. So it's a myth to support black businesses. Would you? Do you think we should support black businesses? I want to uh, articulate their position a little bit more accurately. They believe that while ignoring structural inequality and focusing solely on, for example, entrepreneurship, that that will not address the wealth gap. Well, well, but but we agreed that there's no way to address the wealth gap except if there's a wealth transfer. They believe that there's a need to highlight, the authors believe there's a need to highlight that structure has to change rather than focusing right, on so how, that behavior. How, how should the structure change? 
Well, you I guess that, my opinion. No, I'm asking. Well, what's the? I would. I mean, clearly as they're a, advocating as an academician. I thought you know you don't leave people hanging. So hey, the structure must change. Okay, well how does how should the structure change? So I mean, that probably is a separate article. This article was dealing with the ten commonly held beliefs on okay. how black wealth can approach white wealth, how the gap can be narrowed. They were focusing on the fact that these ten ideas all have to do with black behavior improving. And their point is that there's a big, large structure out there that can be not ignored when it comes to addressing I think the wealth. That's a self-defeating gap. attitude, you know. Okay. Oh, there's the big black, the, the big bad white man out there. You know, Mr. Man ain't gonna let you do nothing, boy. You can't do nothing. You better stay on your plantation, boy. You know, <laughs> you, you you might have a valid idea there, but the authors believe that it's necessary to raise awareness that the structure has responsibility for the current state of the wealth gap. Granted, I agree the structure does, but you know what? The structure is not going to change. So you don't have a need for your awareness to be raised on that, but the authors feel that in general it is valuable to raise awareness that the structure has equal or more responsibility. What would you say is more valuable, to um, let people know that the structure needs to be changed or to let people know that there are ways that we can deal with some of these issues? Well, it depends on your job. So their job is to have discussions around economic topics that are hot. A hot topic in economics has been the wealth gap. A commonly held belief there is that black responsibility can increase to change the gap. And so them as academics are going to be involved in the discussions taking place in their space. Reminds me of a conversation Cornell West had uh, once at some area. Some, some He's considered an activist, often not respected by his peers. But Yeah, but he was talking about Not how, saying anything bad about him, no. just saying how, how he's viewed by right. some. Yeah, but a friend of mine went to an event he was speaking at, and my friend happened to ask him, you know, well, are you saying then that blacks have no responsibility at all to, to do anything? And Cornel West, you know, made a comment about, oh, here we got one of those, uh, what's the lady's name? Ann Rand or somebody Rand woman. She wrote a couple of books on responsibility, individual responsibility and importance or whatever. Oh, we got one of them Negroes here, one of them, you know, and, and I'm like, you know, my, my man just said he sat down and just didn't say anything because, you know, he felt kind of like, you know, they're not serious. You can't be serious, right? You can't be serious if all you're going to do is say, okay, we need to make structural changes. You can't be serious if you're not going to say, okay, Okay, but so we're on the second topic now. You don't believe this was valuable information. It would be fair of you to reach out to them and say, what was your intended aim and hoped outcome? You know, and maybe they deserve to be challenged on, on what their contribution was. I happened to interview one of the people who's on this article, and, you know, I asked him personally, you know, during the interview, I asked him, hey, well, you know, if blacks started supporting, you know, you know, black, you know, black businesses and all this other stuff, would there be, you know, an impact or whatever? And it's like, no. So, I mean, you know. So, you know, I said, it's so ironic. I, so I asked him, I said, so what's your solution? And he came up with something called baby bonds. And I'm like, what, what, what's that? Oh, you know, when somebody's born, the government issues a bond, and the bond matures, you know, and when they're like 18 so or 20. talking about adjusting yeah. the structure. Right. But that doesn't address the structure. Because well, if that, the, the bond comes from the government, the government's part of the structure in their view. Yeah, but, but I guess but that's not going to eliminate the gap. So, you know. It's a wealth transfer, which actually, if done, would address the gap. Not that it, it would address the gap, but it won't eliminate the gap. And black folks. Well, if it continues each- on for long enough, then eventually the gap would disappear 
with something like that. The U.S. government would how, never do how that. Would that. How would that make the gap disappear? How, how much? Well, he's, I, maybe I should clarify what his idea was. I'm assuming the bond doesn't go to every child born, but only to it, certain even child if it, born. Even right? if it goes to certain children born, right? There are a lot of things. Well, um, if everybody's I, paying taxes and only you, a certain group. Do you, do you um, David Chappelle had a comedy show, right? And years mm. ago, he had a segment where it was like black folks were given reparations, right? And he was like, oh, you know, the government, you know, gave, you know, everybody got their checks today and let, let's see what's happening, right? And 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 they showed footage like B-roll of black folks running to the stores buying big TVs and yeah, sure car right. lots where, you know, so, so I guess part of what it is, is like, okay, you can give people baby bonds, but if you don't provide them some degree of financial literacy, right, then what good is them having a bond that matures when they're 21 or 25 if they don't know what to do with it next. That wouldn't be the solution that I advocated, so I'm not going to try to defend okay, I mean, somebody yeah. else's position. And, and I haven't you know, even heard and, him say it, right? Right, right. And, and, and I don't mean to, uh, you know, have you sitting here speaking for all uh, black academics. Like you found and, one that you personally <laughs> know, so now i got to clean us all up. No, no, I mean, I, you know, I met him, you know, I used to have a, you know, thing over on Nelson Avenue. He used to come in and patronize it. You know, we started talking. turned out he was an economist, and, you know, we went from there. We had a little, I used to have a little radio show, The Angry Black Man, and, he used to. I'm not well, on that show no, right yeah. now. Well, no, no, this is the ca- this is the conscious capitalist. Uh, you know, I got a couple of personas working here, depending on how. I, I want to uh, uh, touch on something you said, which we can maybe can use as a transition into topic two and maybe even topic three. So, while you could acknowledge the um, academic logic in their statement that the wealth gap will not be eliminated by ignoring the structure and having blacks do these myths like home buying, education, financial literacy. The larger point I'm hearing repeatedly from you is, okay, and how does this article contribute? And the contribution you're looking for, based on what I'm hearing, is a contribution that does help address black wealth, whether it be narrowing the gap or increasing the level of of black wealth. And there's a certain frustration you have with a talented group of economically-minded individuals that would take their time to craft uh, an article about myths, which in your eyes seem to discourage what could be some helpful wealth-building things while merely making maybe a Captain Obvious statement that the structure is a big part of the gap. So I I hear that. Uh, And then we come to, well, what's the solution? How come they didn't name a solution? They didn't even name how they're going to change the structure. Ironically, though, I would have the same frustration with you, who doesn't seem to spend much time speaking on where the wealth gap comes from anciently and addressing it as its roots. You also seem like somebody who focuses on the symptom, whereas a cure for a disease, I would think you need to know where the disease comes from. Well, I guess to an extent, um, we know where the disease comes from. Right. Um, we can't. There are a lot of things we can't do much about. Um, ah, that's now you sound like the people that you're having a problem with. No, no. Let me say this. I'm saying how you sound to me. OK, but I'm, let me say this. What I'm saying is and, and let me clarify that. Right. I can't change the structure. If I could, I would have. I can't change the structure. But, you know, given those things that we've benefited from that you alluded to earlier, you know, the past 200 years or so, we've 
you know, we've come a long way. Like, we can own property now. We can make certain kinds of investments. You know, we did that in the past, and, you know, um, white riots took it from us. Now, I'd like to think that maybe one of the improvements that we enjoy now is that our property rights would be enforced by the government. However, in this day and age, with the idiot, I'm the person we have in the White House now, um, maybe maybe they won't be. But I would like to believe that in this day and age, our rights to property. I don't know. Your skepticism is, is very fickle. You're, you're skeptical about reparations, and it's not that I'm skeptical about. I'm saying about I, property right enforcement. Well, I'm skeptical skeptical about reparations because it would require a government to cut a check, and these folks won't even cut a check to provide health care to poor white folks. So why would I expect them to cut a check to make all up I'm for something? All I'm saying is, I would be skeptical all, all the way around. I'd be skeptical on the wealth gap or even black wealth building and and in this day and age nothing being done uh, in response to damper that. Well, I guess, you know, they can't tell me where to spend my money, right? They can't tell me who to patronize, right? So, so your idea is a burning down Tulsa Black Wall Street is history. And now the new Black Wall Street, if built, will stand. Well, I'm saying maybe it won't stand. But I'm saying, so um, this is what I'm saying about right. Well, I'm saying how how the authors of the previous paper we discussed sound to you. That is also how you sound to me because my understanding on where the wealth gap comes from. Let me from, ask you this, good let, brother. Let me let me make my point. My understanding of where the wealth gap comes from would suggest that your hopes are misplaced on a new Black Wall Street not being burned down. But my thing would be, mind you, I have but, not told the audience. My understanding of where the wealth gap comes from. All right, but let me ask you this. Right, that's the third or fourth discussion we're going to have. But that's going to be with someone else. You're going to be talking to someone else when we have that discussion. <laughs> oh, I'm talking with your good side now. Okay. <laughs> but um, but 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 no. But here's the thing, though. Right. So I'm. My question would be. Okay. So because there's a fear that what we build may be burned down, then we shouldn't build it. That's that's a, a really poor way of, of saying it in my mind. Rather, I would say being evenly minded and logical, recognizing the risks of your your efforts being um, um, burnt, I would suggest that you go back to the root of the problem and start building from there. But all right, so <laughs> all right, so we, it's not a fear thing. It's a what's smart. How what's the best way to build? To me, you need the foundation to be fixed. We can't have that conversation yet because that's part of conversation four. But and, you've and, taken it there. And, by, and, you're and, saying and, that the authors of the article are wasting their time and are. offering no solutions. I say the they, same to you. Well, yeah, but 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 for a different reason. Right. For a different reason. And right. be, and and so let us lay those re- let's let us keep that reason in abeyance until we enter that conversation and restrict our conversation to the parameters that okay. we well, said. But here, you've made this conversation is, about well, how do you make a contribution? This article makes no contribution in your eyes. Well, does it make one in your eyes? I mean, do they give us an idea? So this of, is how it ties into my topic. Okay, so all right, so so to summarize topic one, um it is a myth. Those 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 are myths, and uh, in myths order, in regard to what point? Eliminate that those things when I eliminate the gap. It is correct that those things on their own, without addressing structural inequality, will not eliminate the, the gap. gap. 
And I guess can we also make a point of that, summarizing that um, uh, since we have to deal with the structural issues, then the Negro should just sit around and continue to you know buy his his cat. Well, they don't buy Cadillacs anymore, whatever the BMWs or whatever you know buy uh, you know blow money on this that or the other because hey you know we got to wait for them to address you're, you're the structure. You're stating the article, but I could <laughs> read in the article where they explicitly say that they don't think any of these things are negative on their own. They're highlighting that while these things could be good uh, moves for blacks to make, without looking at the structure, they alone will not address the gap. And what they should say is blacks should make these moves even though making these moves in and of themselves will they not They said address. that in not so many words no, because it wasn't clear enough the way for they, you. No, the way they said it and the problem with You're going to make me read it now. No, well, you can read it, good brother, but I'm saying most people aren't reading that article. Most people who are becoming familiar with that article are becoming familiar with that article because there was an article, like a you know four or five paragraph article summarizing that and not it did not at all mention the section where they say, okay, you know, we're not saying that these things, black folks should not do these Do you blame things. the authors for that? It's not a matter of blaming. Yeah, to an extent, I do. Okay. To an extent, I do. Because they should make sure, because of the, the world we live in, right? If I'm going to make a point, if I'm, reading some, if I'm writing something and I'm trying to make a point, um, given the world that we live in now, um, I think that there should be, you know, maybe I should draft a, you know, these points must be made in your article if you're going to summarize it. You know, it's okay. like, you know, if, if you plan on summarizing my article, make sure you include these points. Right. One would be, yeah, it is a myth. But two would be because we're saying it's a myth doesn't is not saying that we don't think these things should be done. Right. But anyway, um, so let's move on to topic number two. Okay. Or did, did we address that yet? Uh, well, I think so. I think at this point, right, uh, so you need to express you're to the authors your um, you're, concern you're about how your article that, could be misused. Well, and, well, and, and you're saying that you know these are academicians; they live in the Ivy Tower, so you know they're just like, hey, you know, thought for thought thing, uh, thought for thought purposes. I'm saying you should ask the authors what their intended goals were by writing the article. Yeah, well, all right, they respond to email. So, is this the? <laughs> So uh, I guess this is the end of our show. Um, I'd like to thank the uh, listening audience for tuning in. I'd like to thank Dr. Uh, Kasad Yahoo Zarbabel for showing up today and sharing his insights. This is fun. I'm warmed up now. Okay. And uh, uh, until next time, uh, listening audience, uh, you know, uh, be good. May wealth be yours. Well, I don't know, I guess, you know, unless you can address the structural problems with our— <laughs> The structural problem <laughs> is disobedience. All right. Well, we—, we, we all right, wait a minute. Good brother, good brother. Just a tease. Um, until next time, uh, you know, be good and Thank may you for wealth be yours. To the conscious capitalist, presenting your world in dollars and cents. Until next time, check us out at www.needtoknow.biz. Need to know, N E E D, the number two, no, K N O W. Thank you.